Welcome to Season 3 of Multi-Class Theater, now with 50% more class. Multi-Class Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. But if two seasons of it hasn't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Rotan, Silway, and Mist arrived in the city of Tyr, the center of magic in Akfani, and home to Silway. They wasted no time in causing a disturbance when Mist used magic to blend in with the crowd, but apparently this was considered chaos magic, which is taboo in Tyr, even if the distinction between chaos magic and order magic seems a bit arbitrary. The party wound their way up the streets, soon coming to a much less ambiguously chaotic scene, as a pair of clockwork oxen were running amok. The trio did what they do best, by which I mean they circumvented the problem by turning one ox to off and added the other to the party. So now they have an ox. Yep. Well, let's see how that's going on Multiclass Theater. You come to an enormous pair of finely carved stone doors, made from the same stone as the rest of the city. There is a guard on either side of the door. They are dressed in ancient ceremonial armor, and each hold an ornate halberd at their side. They look at one another when they see you ride up on the giant golden bull. Uh, so is Silway still leading this expedition, I think? Well, I thought she was staying like 30 <laughs> feet behind Rotan, or did she? She was, but then I realized they don't, his fur doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> no, I, I think at some point Silway like, saw him make a wrong turn and then ran up and directed him to, the, to the, this gate, okay. so she's now leading. Okay, so Silway walks up first with Rotan behind on the bull. Uh, Rotan will park the ball. <laughs> uh, off to the side somewhere. Does it make a beeping noise when you back up and do parallel parking? <laughs> no, it, you see it. It just wanders over to the side and then stands there stoically. I'm really warming up to Jeremy. This is great. While he's doing that... <laughs> <laughs> My very own clockwork. Right, um, while he's doing that, Silway will approach the guards and give them like a traditional greeting. What is a traditional greeting? I don't know. What do you think that sounds like? The, the space ball? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the traditional Tyrion greeting sounds like. It's something in Tyrion language. Oh. I've only developed a Tyrion written language. I have not moved on to the actual spoken language. Then I'll say this. She walks up and gives them, like, she says hello in a formal Tyrion language, but has a very uh, casual posture and is like, we need to get in. He says back to you also in Tyrion. And who are you? Uh, does it matter? I thought all pilgrims were allowed into the, the rock. Not at the moment. Only special visitors allowed. What, why? What is going on? Directions from the council. And who are you? Ah, uh, fine. I I am Silway, scion of the House of the Siliat. I'm Rotan von Bastard. He, uh, completely ignores you, Rotan. And how do I know you are with House Isiliat? You do not look like one of the ladies. Since, of course I do. Look at me, like the same 
color. And hold on a second. And she pulls down the ho- her hood <laughs> and reveals her hair. She <laughs> just looks at your outfit and your daggers and your whole thing going on and just snorts. Just any reaction to me pulling down my hood and revealing the hair? You do have the hair. And who are your friends? These are, uh, these are my guests. This is Rotan von Bastad. Hello. And this is Mist on the River. They are envoys. Correct. Ooh, I like the sound of that. The, the guard looks at you, Mist, and sort of nods. And then looks at Rotan. This one, too, is an envoy. Of course. Can't you see he's wearing tear and armor? Very well. You may pass. Thank you. And you you hear loud, echoing, clanging as a series of locks are unlocked and the doors open inward towards you. The passage beyond is about 40 or 50 feet through perfectly smooth rock. Then you find yourself in an immense chamber. Looking skyward, you see light pouring in from above. All around you are immaculately maintained gardens and hedges and topiaries and fountains, and it is a very peaceful, tranquil place on the inside, I guess the the interior of the Tyran city. In the center, there is an enormous fountain, larger than any of the others you have seen. On either side of the fountain, there are staircases descending into the ground below. You are the only ones on the grounds in this park. Uh, Sylvia seems unfazed by any of this, like she's this is the typical sort of environs that she's been in, and trudges heavily towards the stairs heading downwards. The only thing I will say is that you have never seen it empty before. Usually there are people bustling around, there are pilgrims, there are merchants, there are other, but it is completely deserted. Huh. Those guards weren't kidding. It is off limits, I suppose. It's usually much busier than this. Kind of dig the whole private party atmosphere. Spectacular! I suppose it is spectacular if you... Anyways, the rock is down here. She heads for the stairs. The staircases descend and meet in a chamber beneath the fountain. Before you is another set of double doors. There is another guard standing at them, dressed in the same ornate armor, carrying the same halberd. He looks at you warily, and then notices your hair, Selway. She walks right up to them, and makes to go right to the door like she's going to just open it herself and walk through. He holds out his hand to stop you and then holds up just holds up just one finger. She pauses and rolls her eyes. All right, what do you mean one? Only one at a time? What do you mean? And he points to your daggers and he points to Mist's staff and he points to Rotan's hammers. Ah. Oh. And then points to a stone table, I guess, or shelf that has been carved next to the door and gestures towards it. Oh, I forgot about that rule. Hold on a second. 
and she starts reenacting the entrance to the Golden Hall scene from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> removing like weapon after weapon after weapon. <laughs> it's just a giant pile of knives. <laughs> uh, you two will want to leave your weapons out here as well. Broton's just got the two hammers. <laughs> well, I was going to say this anyway, but would you deprive an old cat of his walking stick? The guard just points. All right, fair enough. Mist sets the uh, staff down and then also produces his pair of daggers and sets them down. Once your weapons are placed on the shelf or the table, the guard steps in front of you and opens both double doors outwards and then stands aside so that you can see into the chamber beyond. Silway strides forward. Rotan follows. You stride forward into a surprisingly ordinary chamber with natural rock walls. They are white, but occasionally you see veins of black rock running throughout it. The veins seem to emanate from another door on the opposite side of the room. There are carved seats in the rock to either side so that you are able to sit. They are long benches. There is no other ornamentation. There are no statues. There is little else down here besides the benches and the door beyond. The door itself is also carved with ornate decorative markings surrounding the door along the sides above are sigils. As you look at the various sigils, you notice that two of them look as if they have been burned with arcane energy. They are marred. They are broken. Well, behind this door is the heart of Tyr. If you believe the elders of Tyr, the heart of all magic in this land. Mist immediately starts copying down the remaining sigils in uh, in the book, in his uh, in his tome, in his packed tome. You have seen these sigils before. The ones that were carved on the bodies? They are some of them that were carved on the bodies. Can I sense any particularly strong magic emanating from behind this thing? Like, if I were to do... If I took ten minutes to cast Detect Magic or something, would that, if necessary... Silway um, cast Detect Magic. Or she can do it. Silway, <laughs> you attempt to cast Detect Magic, and the spell fails. Um, she gets a confused look on her face and starts snapping her finger a few times to, like, see if that triggers the magic somehow. She has no idea how this magic works. Uh, I don't know if I... I tried to, to see magic and it didn't work. Something's, something's not right here. Miss, can you, can you cast a spell? Um, I'll take out the jug of water, or the, alch the alchemy jug, and try and do a little water bending. To what end? No, just, just shape water just to see if I can, I don't know. Oh, I see. Conjure a little, little rosette of, of ice or something. You are able to pour the water from the jug, but you are unable to shape it. Interesting. I want to try casting Detect Evil and Good. It fails. I don't know if this is a new feature, or if I just never tried casting magic down here before because I never had it before. I'm going to try one more thing. 
I'm going to try to project a fog cloud from the Silver Sisters ring. The cloud begins to emanate from the ring. You spread it out through the, throughout the room, and the fog begins to fill, but only fills half of it, as if it's running up against the barrier. Which side of the barrier are we on? You are on the, the, the fog side of the barrier. Interesting. So we will walk up and cross that barrier, and then try again. You cross the barrier, and it fails. So it failed outside the barrier, and it failed inside the barrier. Correct. But the fog did not. She looks very confused. Beast, you're the magical one. Explain this. I mean, I have a vague explanation. I mean, it seems to be like a, two layers of anti-magic field. One that targets casters, and one that's just hammer down, because... The magic item works, but the magic person does not. Let's see if Mist does, in fact, know anything more about this. Ooh, uh, that is a 16 on an arcana check, plus zero, so 16. Uh, I think that the uh, explanation that Mist just gave was pretty correct. Just realized Silway's arcana skill is higher than Mist's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you pretend like it's not because Silway doesn't know magic. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so I, I'm confused. Is it there's anti-magic too? Uh, well, I mean, think of it like like when I tried to cast a spell magic back with um, this thing or that thing, the bull, that. But like it, instead of it being like a like a flash, it's just like permanent. Like if you walk in here, dispel. Anything you try to do, automatically shut down. I find it weird that, like, we'll create a zone where you can use magic items, but not cast spells, and then have another zone where the items, too, are shut down. Just when I thought I was starting to understand this stuff. Well, the weird question is, how is a room that is the heart of all magic in the world suppressing magic? Or is it the words doing that? Arcana check, I guess? Maybe Sylvia should do an arcana check, since she knows about this rock, or has heard stories of it, at least. Yeah, that makes more sense. Ooh, 18. What does Sylvia know? Sylvia, you remember stories from when you were young. Uh, or, actually, when, when you were on your tour of this area so many years ago. The guide explained to you that in order to establish this shrine... They had to establish uh, essentially a, uh, a zone or a bubble of anti-magic before the chamber and ward the entry to keep out those who would seek to... They didn't even really think of somebody seeking to harm the stone as much as to try to use it for their own purposes. So Silway will walk up to the door and sort of place her hand on it and feel around and just sort of investigate. As you place your hand upon the door, you can feel it vibrate. She, she pulls her hand away suddenly. Okay, that, that's weird. It, it's vibrating. I don't, I don't think it was vibrating last time. Or maybe I, maybe I didn't touch it last time. I'm not sure. Why would it vibrate? Why does stone vibrate? Does anybody know about rocks? Well, I mean, tectonic pressures... Building up with seismic activity, <clears throat> jackhammers, 
trucks. I don't, I don't think stone is supposed to vibrate. Why would it? Why would it vibrate? Roton puts his hand on the door. Is it also vibrating for him? It is also vibrating. Mist presses his finger beans against the door. Same thing. It's as if the three of you can feel a. It's almost like a resonance beyond the door of something extremely powerful. Uh, I'm going to do an investigation check, look for any kind of seals or uh, uh, cracks or way to open this thing, or if it's just a completely sealed door. Uh, 17? It is a pair of double doors. There's definitely a, a gap or a, a joining in the middle, but you cannot see any way to open the doors. It is as if they are sealed. Well, if our mysterious ancient friend succeeds in breaking these other four, I suppose his next step will be to walk in here and push the door open. So we want to keep him from getting to that point. That would be ideal, wouldn't it? And ideally, restore the other two words. And and the the fact that they haven't done so yet really concerns me. That is a good point. I mean, one would think that these ancients, what are far more experienced or more powerful than the three of us assholes, would have the power to investigate this and, and, and stop it themselves. Which reminds me. Let's say we meet up with this guy. To kill him. Well, but, ha I mean, they're, these ancients are immortal, but we found two of them dead. So I guess my question is, if we have to off this guy, how do we do that? How do you kill an immortal? Well, they're not invulnerable. They just don't age and don't get disease or sickness. They can be, they can be killed like any other humans. That's why there's so few of them remaining. Okay, so if we find him, we just we just stab him really hard. All right. Basically. Well, that's that's good, I guess. Not good. I mean, I'm not. Yay, murder! You know, like not. It's at least it's at least one less complication to this whole situation. Yes. Yeah. They they can be killed like any other human. Any other human with millennia of learning and how to protect themselves from harm. He's a very powerful human, but still human. Ah, we are in for a tough fight ahead of us. But we shall prevail. We will definitely need more than just our hammers and daggers and sticks to attack this man. He is, uh, it is not just a straight-up fight. Yes, we will need right on our side. Yeah, like, maybe two more people would be great. So, is there any way for us to access the heart from here? No. It is no. magically sealed behind wards and other stuff. We can't, like, put our eyes up to the crack in the door and... Well, this is it. This is where the pilgrims come, and I assume as far as they ever get. They, they are never actually let inside. So, so what does it look like? Oh, it looks like a giant shard of crystal, I, I assume. Does anybody know? Well, I assume somebody knows. One, some of the ancients must have seen it before it was sealed up. Someone did the sealing. Mist, still standing next to the door, reaches into the bag of holding and takes out his shard. Okay. Does it see does does this shard vibrate? How close are you do you get? I mean I think he's gonna bring it up as close to the door, like just closer and closer to the door until he can't really get it, you know, fingers get in the way and he You can't get really... up to the door and as you reach your paw forwards and bring it bring your fingertips or your finger beans, is that what you call them? Yep. To the door. 
the shard leaps off your hand and presses itself against the door. Oh! Zoe startles and takes a couple steps backwards. Oh! Well, that's interesting. It wants to go home? I guess. Can you pull it off the door? Can I pull it off the door? Yes. You feel resistance. Or did I just fuck us? No. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, you feel resistance, like pulling apart two magnets, but you are able to pull it back. I guess we know their shard is authentic now. Yeah. Now I'm kind of wondering what happens if we were to collect all the shards and return them all here. Maybe they all just stick to the door? I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> get them beyond the door. <laughs> then you'd have a pile of shards. What? What's the big idea? <laughs> smack, smack, smack. I know you're smarter than that. <laughs> Actually, that gives me a really horrifying thought. Sanderson gave me this for a reason. What if Endu is trying not just to break the seal, but also collect the whole set? Well, if he's anything like his brother, he's probably trying to get access to the crystal to use it to basically try it again. Where his brother's folly resulted in horrific tragedy, he may, maybe he thinks he can do better. Seems one could do an awful lot of magic with the source of all magic. One could build another teeter. One could do all magic, I suppose. Yes, that checks out. Or you could distort yourself on the entire world. Like Elsko did. Well, that wouldn't be good. Maybe we should try to stop it. I, were, were we not? Sylvie <laughs> <laughs> says sarcastically. Oh, okay. Thanks for clarifying that, narrator. <laughs> I, I do think we should stop it. Well then, unless you want to do some sort of religious pilgrimage thing, Rotan, I, I think we've seen all we can see. Oh. I'm rather disappointed. I was hoping we would get to see it in person. No one ever gets to see it in person. Well, then I am satisfied. The lady shall guide our path forthwith. Yes, the lady will. And Sylvie starts walking back to the entrance. Uh, Timora! <laughs> he calls after her. Aha, <laughs> uh <-huh>, Timora! <laughs> so, uh, where, where shall we go to next? Sylvie! You know this place. Selway, suddenly you hear a voice in your head. It is time for you to come home. Oh, crap. She says out loud to no one in particular. Did you forget something? I don't know what restroom is in Tyran. So Selway is, is talking to herself, um, as far as you two can tell. How did you know? Did the guards tell you I was here? We can talk about this when you arrive. I look forward to seeing you again. It has been far too long. I was really hoping to avoid... Right, I should have known you would know I was in town the second I arrived. Of course. Come to the man. Take the entrance through the island. You remember the way. Mist! What, what's happening? I don't know. Oh, I think... I think maybe she's gone mad. How would you tell? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Off, you know, at the orphanage, when this sort of thing would happen, they would just slap them. You think, you think that's what uh, we should do I here? I think that's a really good way to get stabbed. I think it's a great idea. 
You shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, 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 be quiet, you. Sylvain <laughs> so the crazy one while you're talking to an invisible demon. <laughs> Wherever you are. That exists. <laughs> Alright, so she's, Sylvain's still talking to herself. <laughs> I, I, I can get up there, but I have, pe- I have people with me. I am aware. Bring them all. Hire a catch if you must. I don't want to make an entrance. Alright, fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm on my way. And she hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I have an answer. We need to go to the sixth tier. Ah, what's up there? Uh, the, the people I said might know we're already here, they know we're here. I'm basically being summoned. Ah! These are the people that are going to think that we're your kidnappers or something? Well, she didn't sound angry, so probably not. She's she's smarter than that. But hopefully we can avoid the, the lord and lady. So this she who's smarter than that, does she make decisions around the house? Yes, very much so. Her name is Soldal, by the way. She decides who gets, like, executed and thrown in dungeons and stuff? Not directly, but yes. Okay, so... I'm not super concerned about her being smarter than that. You should be concerned about her. She's... You will see. Come, this way. Hi everyone, welcome to our second episode of Season 3. We have a whole lot of fun stuff in store for you guys this season. Uh, And apparently fun stuff in store for us as well. Uh, Still just finding out about some of those things. Uh, but anyway, if you're liking what you're hearing, that you're sticking it out with us for three seasons, um, we'd love to know about it. Please leave us reviews uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love that kind of feedback. It lets us know that you're listening. It uh, helps other people find our show as well and uh, helps our audience continue to grow. If you really, really like us, uh, we do have a Patreon set up. Uh, you can join an elite group of multi-class theater fans. Check that out at patreon.com slash theater. Uh, I believe that's all one word, right? Yes, yes. It is all one word. All one word. Uh, and uh, we have some bonus stuff up there, plus you get characters named after you and things of that nature. So if that's something you feel like doing and you can uh, support us in that way, we really appreciate it. If that's not something you're able to do and you just like listening to us, uh, just spread the word. That helps us too. I will honestly say it is probably worth the even low, low investment of $1 just to hear the bonus episode we did featuring Rotan as a young lad. It is, it is glorious. The pair of episodes is a two-parter. It's that fantastic. That fantastic and long. So real quickly, I wanted to mention to you all that um, we actually do have a sponsor here at uh, Multiplast Theater. Uh, it is Thorned Heart Studios. Are you looking for jewelry to express your fierceness, your individuality? Look no further. Thor Thor Heart Studios brings you high-quality sterling silver statement jewelry to elevate and enhance your style. And uh, Thor Heart Studios has actually made uh, versions of the Silver Sisters ring, which everyone in the cast has. These are the rings that were handed out during our anniversary episode that uh, all of the members of the party have. Um, so if you would like your own version of the Silver Sisters ring, uh, go to thorndheartstudios.com or you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at uh, Thorned Heart Studios. The ring I have is fantastic, by the way. I get nothing but compliments on it. They're, they're, they are really cool. I, I'm, they're very fantastic. 
So uh, that's pretty much all what I had in terms of um, business. I did want to say on another note, um, so I've started re-watching Star Wars Rebels, right? And like originally oh. my problem, my original problem was Ezra. Like I just couldn't get past, you know, teenage boy, whatever. Like, it, okay, so I watched it and he grows and he has a great arc and whatever. But like now that I rewatch it, I don't care if he has a loose wire. Chopper is a dick. Chopper's a dick. Chopper's a massive dick. <laughs> this loose wire, is it literal? Is this a droid we're talking about? Or... <laughs> yes, this is a droid. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I got to I got to season two, and I, I enjoyed the show. Like I really did. Um, it, it was a little too like childish for me. Like it was a little too gearing towards the younger audience. Like every now and then you'd get a really good episode that like I was like, oh my god, that was so good. But but there were like the filler episodes that were a good fifty percent of the season that were just like. You know, Chopper gets lost, and we have to go and find him, and uh, I'm like, ah, okay, all right. Have you made it past the second season? Because it grows the fuck up. It, it really? Does. And, I, and I will say that, Matt. Like, that was my exact reaction. I made it about a season, season and a half, and I was like, I'm done with this. It's too kitty, but um, it really does. Oh, okay. When you, get it, when you get into the final seasons, it is, it, it, it goes places. Okay, okay. I submit that it is better than Clone Wars. I will die. Wow. It is. Big words. Mm. Big words, well, my man. Mike still hasn't seen the final season of Clone Wars, but. I've seen everything that doesn't require a Disney Plus subscription. You're going to have to give in. Like, yeah. you, you know you're going I, to. No, see, here's the thing. Like, I, I have the Hamilton soundtrack. I, you know, I've seen. I'm. N- <laughs> Loki as DB Cooper? <laughs> like, okay. Well, 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 how about this? How about putting putting all of that aside, and even even the Mandalorian, which I I I put forward, is really really well done. It's so good. I'm sure it is. But Everett, I'm recording here. You can't... <laughs> stop it. So uh, anyway, have we have we gone off the rails enough that I that I succeed in that? All this that will get edited out. Well, it's better than what I was going to bring up, so I, I would say yes. Anytime you bring up Star Wars, and I could talk for hours, so, I mean, you know. I'm not sure what you all just said, because I have children in the background <laughs> throwing pillows at my camera and singing just off camera. <laughs> so, hopefully that was a good discussion. We just had. <laughs> <laughs> well, before before we end this um, with, with Adam's parting thoughts, do they want to say hi, Amanda? Everett, come here. You want to say hi? No? Hi! <laughs> Just say, hello, theater goers. Hello, theater goers. Good enough. <laughs> hello. Close, close enough. That'll do. That'll do. Okay, uh, Adam, anything to add? You know, I think Chris Pratt is the best action Chris of the 21st century. Wow. That's... Okay. <laughs> Doesn't have to be the end of the mid-roll. Uh, no, I think that is a great place to end the middle. This will carry over to the episode. Please send all your angry letters to Adam, care of... Well, he doesn't have social media, so I guess you'll have to send it care of... Join the Discord. Yeah, there you go. Join the Discord. <laughs> send your angry vibes into the universe. I'm sure he'll feel them. We can continue this next mid-roll. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Stay tuned. 
for the exciting conclusion of which Chris is which. Uh, anyway, back to the show. You make your way up through the upper tiers. The road around you slopes gradually. The buildings built perpendicular to it. There's never any flat open areas. Just a never-ending gradual spiral upwards. Every so often, you pass through gates separating one tier from another. There is a marked difference in opulence as you continue your journey upwards. The higher you go, the wealthier the city around you gets. As you arrive at the sixth tier, the sun has started to set, giving the white stone around you an orange glow. The sixth tier is sparsely populated. There are fewer houses. They're more like estates set apart by grounds and very high fences. Silly just keeps on walking. You keep getting into the wealthier and wealthier neighborhoods, and she keeps on walking further and further. Very nice. What, these these houses? Yes. I, I suppose they're nicer than the other ones. Did you have castles like this in Neverwinter? Well, yes, but not not quite the, the same aesthetic. Well, you should feel right at home when we get to the Isiliath estate. Does Silway have her hood up, I assume? Uh, yeah, she put it back up after talking to the guards. You find yourselves arriving at a particular estate. A very large ancient tree which grows from the street in front of the manor. Branches reach upwards and out over the estate grounds. Amanda, why don't you take it from here? It's a very large, rather opulent estate. It is, for the most part, looks to be carved directly out of the stone of the city. Like, there's some outbuildings and things that have been constructed separately, but, like, a large portion of the estate and the walls, like, are part of the, the, the rock itself. There is a front door, which probably has a, a, a private security, a doorman, um, at the front of it, and... Growing around the walls in various places is some ivy along with that large tree, uh, which looks like it's a very convenient way to get in and out of the estate for someone who wanted to do so on a regular basis as a young child, perhaps. And the whole whole place just has an air of, like, wealth and power, and large galas probably get held here. Like, this this estate probably hosts the, uh, the leaders of the city. In the front walls... There is a very large gate made from iron, or perhaps it is gilded. I'm picturing two layers. There's, a, there's an actual security one that's iron and strong, and there's probably more of a decorative one in front of it that makes that helps with the aesthetic of the, of the building. Instead of entering the front gates, Silway leads you around the corner to the side of the estate. One section of the walls has been overgrown with the ivy. Silway reaches forward finds a special place on the wall and opens a secret door. Good news, Rotan. You don't need to climb the ivy. Excellent. But if you could if you could do your best to not clank as loudly when you walk, that would be very helpful. Ah, I I will do my very best. Yeah. Silway goes through first 
and she is being very cautious, like peering around corners, <laughs> making sure there's nobody patrolling, and generally being very sneaky about getting across the courtyard to the main building itself. Silway, you don't encounter anyone on your way across the courtyard, but as you get closer to the house, you hear a voice in your mind. Here's the underground. Come to my study. Uh, the two of you just see Silway sigh audibly for no apparent reason and diverts her path <laughs> over to the right a little bit and heads for what looks like a cellar door, I think. I'm going to say that's the underground. Is this like a cellar entrance? Yeah, root cellar? it looks similar to that. This is so cool. And she pulls pulls open those doors and starts walking down the steps into the, an underground area. As you walk down the steps, instead of a root cellar, you find an ornately, opulently appointed room with fine paintings and tapestries portraying life in tear over the centuries. You have no idea how old they actually are. There's a passage which leads off of the antechamber towards the interior of the estate. She finds the, the route that she knows goes up to Sildal's study and leads the other two that direction. As you start down the passage, the candles in front of you illuminate as you approach them. Uh, is that normal behavior? It is normal, but you've been gone a very long time, so it catches you a bit off guard. So when the first one lights up, she like pauses mid-step and then relaxes and groans loudly. Ugh, I forgot about these candles. And as you pass, they extinguish behind you. That's good. They care about conservation here. The passage continues forward for maybe another 30 or 40 feet before arriving at a junction. Silway, you prepare to turn right to head up the stairs to Suldal's study. When you hear a voice behind you. No, Silway. Not that way. Oh. In here. You are the only person who could sneak up on me. <sighs> to be fair, you snuck up on me. I've been sitting here the whole time. Now come here, little Silver. Let's have a look at you. Ah, uh, fine. Fine. And she slowly lowers her hood. The three of you enter the room. In front of you... You see a very tall, statuesque, intimidating woman with ebony black skin and silver hair in braids cascading down over her shoulders. Her eyes are also silver. When she stares at you, it almost feels as if she's looking into your soul. Neither of you have met an ancient before. But now you're pretty sure you just have. Not alive. <laughs> no, not alive. Silway is unfazed by this very regal-looking, intimidating person and is mostly just, like, slumping her shoulders and sighing in a very teenage way. Oh! Are you an ancient? I am. She answers, in common. Now come here, little Silva. Let us have a look at you. Uh-huh. Yeah, all, all grown up. In a manner. But not the way you should have. Well, that was the whole point, wasn't it? That was your point, not mine. So tell me, 
Did you find what you were looking for out there? I have no idea what I sought. I just, I wanted a way. I left. So yes, I found, I found a way. I found, I found some freedom. Thanks for asking. You found an outlander and a cat and whatever that is. Oh, my name's Kruber. Om or Kruber. Yes, this is my Gruber. <laughs> yeah, so this is the, the Outlander is Rotan, and the cat is named Mist on the River. Pleased to meet you, uh, Rotan bows. You too, this is Soldal, the, the mistress of House Cecilia. And she bows graciously before you. Mist blinks slowly. It is unexpected to meet you. I'm surprised. I thought for sure your scouts had eyes on me all five of those years. I had word from time to time. I've spied you once myself in nightfall. You spied me? You've never been as good at hiding as you believe yourself to be. And we had to close the shipping concern there. Yes, I saw the warehouse was uh, run down and uh, became in a, a place for dark dealings. We will have time to talk of that. I am surprised to see you here. As I recall, you swore never to do so again. I did swear that. I wish I did not have to return. But we have found some things that need answers. And the answers, I think, only exist in here. Very well. And she gestures you to an ornately carved table in the center of the room. There's a tea set in the center of it. And five cups have been laid out for you. You know I don't like tea. Please, have a seat. And we will talk. All of you. Hopefully you have better manners than this one. Eh. I would be happy to imbibe some tea. Yes. As you sit, the teapot rises from the table and begins to serve you on its own. Do you take sugar? Milk? Uh, yes and yes. Very well. The little pitcher of cream rises and pours itself into your cup. Two little sugar cubes hop up off the stack and jump into your cup. So, so this blink, is blink. not chaos magic, am I right? <laughs> no, this is an enchantment. Yeah, I'm still figuring out the ground rules here. I'm new, as, as you as you know. Yeah, yes. Thank you for the tea. I see. Has Silway been talking to you of magic? I, I warned the, the cat off of using illusion magic in the lower tiers. How fast we went from my full proper name to the cat. <laughs> 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 All right. Yes, and what the ass explained to me doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> that is understandable. Silway has never been interested in magic. <laughs> Funny story. Right. Did you see that part too when you were in, when you were spying on me in my phone? I have been informed that your gifts are beginning to manifest. Gifts. Sure, gifts. Okay. We will talk about that later. But... Now, what did you have to say? Um, Mist, can you show her the journal? Uh, yeah, sure. 
and he'll fish that out. We uh, found this with one of your, uh, I guess, kinsmen might be the word. I don't know. Um, but they were, uh, I'm sorry to say they were dead. They were killed and left on the side of a road and in a field, desecrated with sigils. Uh, two, two, two separate instances, one that was dead on the side of a road and, and one that was dead in a field. Somebody is hunting ancient Soldal. She has taken the journal from you and is flipping through it, reading it. It doesn't seem as if she's paying attention to you at all. She doesn't. It doesn't seem like she's listening, but is she listening? Well, you will have to see. See, like, perceive? Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and do a perception check? Sylvia does not need a perception check. She is well aware that Sildal is listening intently and observing everything around her. <laughs> nope. Mist is off his game. That's a total of, that's a, it's a whole eight there. So yeah, Silway is aware that she is in fact listening as she is reading the book. This tea is excellent. I am glad you enjoy it. It is an old family recipe. We once grew the tea leaves ourselves, but they're gone now. And I only have a few remaining. The tea leaves are gone. What happened to them? We had to sell the plantation. Things are worse here than I realized. Yes, they are. So sad. I I don't understand. You both used to own a, own a farm or something? The Asiliath family has owned a great many things. We go back to the very beginning. We have been around for a very, very long time we have farmed we have traded we have crafted but we are not what we used to be nor is the city of Tyr the empire has long faded the Rothians push from the west they rattle their sabers and threatened us and from the east the Cetians do the same. Hold on, you said we. Silway, are you an ancient as well? What? Don't be, don't be silly, Rotan. Are you related? Well, that's not a more complicated question. Why don't, Why you, don't you answer him, little silver? Are we related? No. <laughs> I am not directly related to Sodal, unless you go back thousands and thousands of years to the very original, the origination of House Cecilia. My mother and father are, I assume, upstairs in another part of the estate. Sudal has been here since the very beginning. I believe she is the original Isilia who bore us all. That is mostly right. I had parents, but for the most part, yes. You were the last before the cataclysm, as I recall. I was. And your father is not here. But your mother is. Would you like to say hi? No, I would not. Where is my father? He is elsewhere. On business. Mm, well, small blessings, I suppose. I should think it was your mother you were more afraid of. Neither one of them are on my good graces, still. You are. 
Well, fair enough. There was one. He left. And these two. They're also in my good graces. Oh, what about me? Ah, you you seem fine, Gruber. (laughs) Oh, okay. This is very good tea, though. Thank you, Mum. And and I I don't want to seem indelicate, but uh, how old are you exactly? I have been around since nearly the beginning. Uh, How many thousands of years that is? I have lost count. That must be a lot of birthday candles. Suffice to say, Rotan cannot count that high. (laughs) Now, tell me, what else have you discovered? Well, there's the map. Map? Miss, do you have the map in your bag still? Probably. Uh... (laughs) Oh, yep, there it is. There, map from Brotherhood. Yep, there it is on the list. <laughs> Silly rolls that out on the table. The tea set moves itself out of the way to give you room. Which she definitely expected to happen. And <laughs> is why she was so careless about rolling out the map over it. Oh, oh, is, is there a ghost in here? It's just magic, Gruber. Oh, oh, that was very scary. A little bit. Here, so doll, we found this. At the... at Griffin's Perch in Nightfall. Griffin's Perch, you say? Former home of the... Indu, the man from the journal. Hmm. And one of the bodies that we found was left in the courtyard of that building, covered in sigils, which Beast wrote down. Also true. Did you now? So, tell me, and she looks at each one of you in turn, what do you think is going on? Well, I filled a lot of Arcana checks, but from what I've been able to piece together, it's something, it's some kind of ritual to open, unlock, or activate something. Um, I'm starting to fear that it has something to do with, he kind of points to to the ground. Is, wait, he looks this way. Is, is it, is it down? Is it up? Where, where's the thing? It's in the center. It's down. It's in this. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Perceptive mist on the river. Sometimes. And you, little Sever, what do you think? Uh, I think whoever is this Indu man is... I think he's trying to open the wards that protect the shard. I would agree. And you, Roton, Von Bastard. Well, clearly there's, there's some terrible evil afoot. Lots of, lots of folks up to no good consulting with... Demons and what not. All I know is that I have been sent here by Timora herself, and I will not be satisfied until these evildoers have been brought to justice. That is astonishing, as it is almost completely wrong in every way. <laughs> well, I, I say. <laughs> you get used to it. Do you really not remember who Endu was? Come, think. Oh, which book was that even again? Do you want to make a history check? I think, yeah. Silly was definitely taught this. Whether she remembers or not, we'll leave it for the dice. Uh, no. <laughs> I rolled a two. I was going to say, if you could have made this check and succeeded on it, like, months ago... 
I did not roll well either. <laughs> History is supposed to be a thing of mine. <laughs> Is there a reason for Miss to know this? It's definitely a tier in history. Yeah, then I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think he would. I, I'm not going to roll because I don't think there's even a reason for him to know it. Oh, sorry. How little you've changed. Edu had a very infamous brother. Oh, is that Elsko? Is it? Yes, he is. Oh my God. Okay. I have known Endu. Well. Nearly forever. Come. Tell me. Do you remember, Silway, what their surname was? All I know about Elsko was yet is Folly. So unless his surname was Folly, then no. No, it is not Folly. The surname used to be different. In fact, it was changed to follow the matriarchal line following what happened at the folly. For you see, Elsko is from House Anorath. What? You're kidding me. They don't like to talk about it, for obvious reasons. Endu was once their patriarch before the fall. Wow. So that means what to us? To you, nothing. I'm confused. Yes, I imagine you get that quite a lot. <laughs> it is irrelevant for the purpose of this conversation, but I thought Silway yes, might that's... find it interesting as she doesn't remember anything from her lessons. I remember the house Amarath, though. I should hope so. Ugh. Well, perhaps... You can explain it to me. Uh, who, who is Endo? Who is Esco? Uh, who is his folly? And uh, and and what is this Anorath fellow? Esco was an arcanist of the highest order. He devoted himself to the study of order magic. And had some very peculiar ideas. His house was in good standing, very prosperous. He was popular and convinced the council to give him a small shard of the Black Rock. <coughs> Miss chokes on his tea for no reason. <laughs> Elsko took this shard to the west. There he believed he could create a new tier. And nobody is quite certain what happened. In fact, one cannot get within 50 miles of the new city. That whole land is cursed. It's a maelstrom of order, if such a thing makes sense. Most people refer to the area as Esco's Folly. Cursed? Do people live there? People? No. The only Desians of this area are twisted, horrible, corrupted creatures which wander out of the maelstrom every so often, and the Dread God puts them down. And they're, they're twisted creatures of order? Order. One almost comes upon 
a stasis, a singularity, if you will. But on the outer edges of that singularity, things are twisted, stretched, bent, and perverted. In that wasteland, only madness reigns. Well, I understood that bit about going mad. If this happened, then why are the the Terrans so into order? I feel like that would kind of turn me off to order. Everything in moderation. Over the centuries, various people have had ideas about how far is too far. And those who disagreed left. That is how the city of Sisha came to be. Okay, and and then this Endo fellow was the brother of of this this other person, the folly person. Elsko. Elsko, yes, that's the one. He did not hold to his brother's ideals. He never thought he should have left home, gotten involved. Something changed in Endu when Ayla died. He was never the same. And what happened to him? I should think he went mad. Huh. If this is his work. How long ago did the... We'll go a significant other, I assume, uh, die? Not long, really. A few hundred years, I should think. How, how did she die? She grew sick and old. Was she an ancient? She was not. Ah. Classic May Eternity romance. Yes, I've read, I've read stories like this. Mist and Silway, when Suldal mentions the name Ayla, it strikes a chord with you. You have seen that name before. And not just in the journal. Rotan, where's that painting you took from the, the Squid Monsters uh, domain? It's right here. And I produced the <laughs> painting from the... Uh, you know, I was just looking. Painting. I wonder if that's valuable. Um, turns out, yes, but for different reasons. You retrieve the painting from the bag, and you unfurl it, and you see that, yes, in fact, it is signed, Ayla. I knew it was plot relevant. I knew. I didn't know how. I knew it was plot relevant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Silway points to the signature and looks at Sudal in this like sort of pointed way, like, we've been busy. I see that. You have gotten around. I'm guessing you found this in Griffin's Perch. Well, below Griffin's Perch, yes. There was activity down there, which... Uh, I don't know how it connects to the rest of this, to this Endu and everything else going on, but... Uh, is, is Endu a squid monster? He didn't have tentacles coming out of his face, did he? No. Silly rolls her eyes. <laughs> no, Endu looks like me. Or any other ancient, I should say. Do you know anything about squid monsters? You mean Ithiliots? I don't know. I failed my arcana check when I saw one of them. Yes, I have run across them from time to time over the years. They're foul, nasty, 
evil creatures bent on domination and their own gluttony. One of them was living underneath Griffin's perch, mind-controlling the new inhabitants of that place, and uh, was very displeased when we disrupted his operation. Hmm. And where was the second body you found? In a mountain town called Vankala. And she points at the circle on the map that Vankala is in. A Rothian town? And what happened here? Well, it involves a lot of Rothian history that I'm only vaguely aware of. I don't need the whole story, Silway. What did you find? You could try subscribing to Multiclass Theater. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it happens, Rotan's um, goddess, and she does the air quotes thing, uh, sent us to Vankala to search for something. And what we ended up finding there was Rotan's brother was kidnapped. Just his brother? Well, that led us into a discovery of a 300-year-old time bubble and a bunch of hallucinogenic red flowers and uh, more mind control involving those same flowers. Mind control? Well, drug-induced, I suppose. And an evil screaming crystal. Right, the crystal that we destroyed. I smashed that, yes. Did you? <laughs> he looks around like, I did a good job. Yeah, I did a good job. <laughs> so we found the second ancient body in the fields where those flowers were being grown. Hmm, that doesn't make sense. I thought you understood everything, Soldal. Well, I think I know what's going on. But just flowers? That doesn't seem... So, pocket dimension, does that matter? Also, the flowers seem to be some kind of, like, um, seem to have some kind of power on their own. I mean, they made him, and he gestures to Rotan, and his brother really loopy. They're making some kind of drug out of it. Hmm. If what you say is true at Griffin's Perch, then this affiliate was killing people for a very, very long time. Such a place could become charged with chaotic energy. Charged? Mm-hmm. How about a place isolated from the normal flow of time where some people were basically being kept uh, in some kind of hypnotic state where they only physically existed when it came to picking... And not to mention being sacrificed to the evil screaming crystal. Well, yeah, that too. Slaves... Slaves, yes. That would do it. You see. And she starts pointing at the various circles on the map. I think at each one of these places, you will find a place of tragedy and horror, strongly charged with chaotic energy. Or as this one may say, evil. I don't like any of those things. So I, I wait, I'm confused. These are places of power because they are scenes of tragedy? Yes. They did not exist before those tragedies? Exactly. Interesting. Places have memory. You would know this if you paid attention once in a while. Oh my god, yes. Lessons. I get it. I'm a bad student. She's rolling her eyes <laughs> violently almost. So <laughs> way. I should think five years on your own would make you a little more mature. Technically six. You have not changed in the slightest. You remain as petulant as ever. 
I am my own woman, Zodal. Just because I'm not what you expect doesn't mean I haven't grown up. That remains to be seen. Now, Mist on the River, you are correct. He is trying to break the seals. So can we can we stop that from here? Is there some kind of way we can block whatever nonsense he's gunning for? Save ourselves a whole lot of traveling? If only it was that easy. Convenient. Um, why why is, uh, is breaking this seal so bad? I think he means to destroy the Black Rock at the Heart of Tear. And the consequences of that would be... Catastrophic. Okay, fair enough. So are we talking like missed breakfast catastrophic, or are we talking like continent gone sort of catastrophic? Imagine all magic disappearing from the world forever. Oh. Well, that would solve my problem. <laughs> so, so far, we have been showing up late to the party vis a vis these corpses. I guess, does he need ancients to do it? Uh, and would. Is there a way to sort of counteract what he's doing if we keep showing up late? I do not know. I was not part of the crafting of the Great Seals. Few remain who were present at that time or involved. I should think that stopping him will stop all of this. But I do not know. Is there a way we could get invitations to these parties we keep missing? Well... You do know where he's going. You have the map. Pick one, hope we get there before him, and then just wait for him to show up. Well, he's going to one of them next, so we have a 75% chance of choosing one and getting there in front of him. Perhaps some more information would do us well. You're going to tell me to study some more, aren't you? <laughs> no studying. <laughs> no, little Severn. I know more of this than you know. I have been aware of Andu's activities. I also know about the breaking of the two seals. I was not aware of the map or the journal. And I am also not alone. Not alone in being aware of what's going on. Correct. Do you know who was sent after... Do you know whose handwriting this is? Is this, is this, is this Elsko? We got a Cain and Abel situation going on here? No, Elsko is dead, I should think. Oh, oh. oh right, because City Go Boom. I believe the journal belongs, or that handwriting belongs, to your first corpse. We believe that too. Can you tell me who that was? Do you know who that is? His name was Araman. And he was a good friend. He was also in love with Ayla. It is a tragic story. But it's a story for another time. He was our founder, so to speak. It was he who first grew suspicious of Endu. It was he who took off after him without informing any of us. 
It was he who chose to confront him. And it was he who paid the ultimate price. You said he was your founder. Founder of what? The Circle. The Circle? The Circle. You're speaking in riddles again, Sodal. A group of us who watch and protect. We are scattered throughout this land. We were supposed to ensure nothing happened to the seals. Suffice to say, we were not very good at our job. I mean, your words. <laughs> Do you know if anyone else, any other watchers are missing? Like, who you would have lost up by Vankula? I do not know. I will know more tomorrow. And so will you. Fair enough. Just making sure you want to get the word out. Everybody on high alert. Oh, that won't be a problem. Hey, this is going to seem random. Do you know anyone named Sanderson makes toys in, uh, in, in Roth? No, I know no one of that name. Sanderson sounds like a Rothian name. Well, I didn't know if maybe one of your boys had gone undercover or something. No, why do you ask? Silly is cringing and looking very nervous as this is telling the story to Soldal. What do you? What's your read, Silway? Uh, just, just tell her. She needs to know. Mist produces a small wooden box from his bag of holding. Sets it on the table, and keeping one hand on the box at all times, opens the lid. And you see, for the first time since you've arrived, a look of genuine surprise cross Suldal's face. Yes! Silly looks inordinately pleased by this. <laughs> you... you have a shard of tear. How? Where? Said Toymaker. I... Toymaker... He was not forthcoming on where it came from, on how he got it. No, of course he would be that tricky bastard. I, I think I know who your mysterious toy maker is. I believe Sanderson was an anagram. What sort of creature is that? <laughs> okay, first of all, call it. Sounds like a fearsome beast indeed. He gave the shot to you. Yes. May I see it? Silway eyes. Silway looks at Mist. Just help me watch her. <laughs> oh, well, she's got two eyes, sir. Mist, if she wants the shard, she will take the shard. This is not somebody that you can outmaneuver or overpower. I got a pretty good record so far. Fine. Silway says we trust you, we trust you. She reaches down and picks up the shard and holds it up, turning it over in her fingers. The girl is right. If I wanted the shard, I would take the shard. How very wondrous. It is a shame it is not charged. That's what I understand. I believe if it was charged, we could reverse the damage on the seals. Possibly. I'm hardly an expert in this kind of magic. And she sets the shard back in the box. How do we charge it? I need to do some thinking and research. Again, this is far beyond me. So, Sanderson, you say, was one of your people. Yes, he was a peculiar man. Incredibly talented. 
loved toys for some reason. He used to make them for children. He'd make wondrous things. So, this is rough. He's dead. Dead? I don't know the de- I don't know the details, but one of his creations told me. I should very much like to hear this story sometime. There's a teddy bear running around Roth. If you can find it. I see. Sanderson was an ancient, like me. He doesn't just die. Well, then we're late to another sigil-breaking. Hmm, perhaps. But Roth is not circled on your map. Perhaps this is about something else. And she looks down at the box. Well, maybe, but Araman was killed on the side of a road and then taken to Nightfall. There's no reason, I mean, there's nothing to say that they couldn't have taken out Sanderson and then, well, I guess Endu, we know who it is now, couldn't have killed Sanderson in Roth and then taken him where he needed him. She doesn't respond. She seems to have drifted off in the thought. It is, it is getting late and you have come a long way. Tomorrow there will be a council. I should like you to come and tell the others what you have told me. A council? This isn't the council, is it? Not the Tyrant council. No, so what? They're so boring. <laughs> is this sort of thing that's going to last like three long chapters? That's a thinly veiled Lord of the Rings reference. Don't worry about it. Or not so thinly veiled. <laughs> the Council of Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I am so naming episode two the Council of Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Diana actually name the next episode the Council of Jerry? Only if you can demand it. Tweet us at MCT Pod. Message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash multiclass theater. Leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Demand the Council of Jerry. But we'll all have to find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Oh, he does mention a seventh tier in his journal. Oh, I think that is the the, to- the top. But as you as you said, there is some uh, debate over whether the seventh tier constitutes a tier or not. So that was inspired by the debate from my hometown about what makes a city, because we are the Quad Cities back home, uh, and people keep trying to say there's five cities in the Quad Cities, and people are like, "No, that means there's five. That doesn't make any sense. There's only four. Eastbourne's not really a." Part of the Quad Cities. Pulling from real life experience. What, what are the Quad Cities? The Quad Cities are Devonport and Bettendorf on the Iowa side and okay. Rock Island and Moline on the Illinois side. Unless you're a dirty heathen, in which case you believe East Moline is also one of the Quad Cities. Dubuque, Des Moines, Davenport, Marshalltown, Mason City, Keokuk, Ames, Clear Lake. Those are all Iowa cities. Ought <laughs> to give Iowa a try! <laughs> <laughs>